Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions. We back for another episode. Man, it's going to be a great one. We're going to get into this LeBron injury, AD trade talk. Is James Harden the new MVP of the league? Now that the MVP changes every week, uh, is this Steve Kerr's hardest season? We're also going to get into this NFL playoff, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Titans and the Colts showdown. I mean, we got a show packed full of stuff, and not to mention, we can't forget about the college football playoff. So let's get right into it. But before we get right into it, my man Shy is in the building, like always. How you doing, my brother? Oh, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm very blessed. That's great, man. Speaking of blessings, man, uh, for those people that listen, we forgot to tell y'all Merry Christmas. So happy Merry belated something Christmas however that go merry belated Christmas um so shy you say you blessed how was your Christmas my dog oh man my Christmas was pretty good man some family come in town I had a chance to spend some time with them and I spent some time with my second family and that was pretty dope uh I passed out kind of early because I'm an old man and that's what old people do and I was Probably by like 8 o'clock, so you know, that's pretty ideal for me, you know. Well, that's what's up, bro. Mine was completely different, because I'm a different type of old man. Um, uh, The night before, um, I stayed up all night cooking and helping wrap gifts and putting together stuff for my child. So once you get to that point, once you and your secretary add uh, an intern, because that's all your children is, is intern. They get on your nerves and you tell them what to do. That's all it is. And they get on your nerves while you're telling them what to do. That, that's what that's what children are. So get ready for that. And then you got to buy them stuff to make them feel special at the end of the year. But anyway, uh, did that, stayed up all night, basically doing all that stuff. Um, but the day of Christmas, um, like I had to say, I got to say this on here because I, 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 I thought it was funny. Uh, my old lady, I've been asking my wife now, but I, I'm just so accustomed to saying old lady. I asked her for a PlayStation 4 about four to five years ago. And I finally got it, right? So I had to tell her, I was like, look, I might be late to the party, but we here, man. I'm finally there. I'm finally in the building. I'm late, but I'm there, though. And that's all that matters. I'm in the building now. So I finally got me a PlayStation 4, got me a couple games. So thank you to my wife for that. I really appreciated that. I was able to, my son, he was... A-okay with everything that he got. He don't care. Uh, he done got toys taken from him. He done broke some toys already, and it ain't even New Year yet. And this man here destructive and, and got stuff taken away from him. And my, gave my mama some good stuff that she been asked for. So everything went great, man. Uh, I don't have no complaints. I, I just don't. It was, it was like you say, it was definitely a blessing. Um, so, yeah, man. So, <clears throat> look, again, Merry Belated Christmas to everybody. Um, and happy holidays. I know that's what we generally supposed to say now. Oh, two, before we get before we get into the show, one more thing I want to put out there, and I'll put it out there again by the end of the show. Remember, we are doing a contest giving away Pelicans tickets. Some really good seats. Some really good tickets for a really good game, for potentially really good game. And that's, that's not because of the other team. It's more so because of the Pelicans. <laughs> so, 
I'm gonna let the Pelicans do some straightening up. By that time, I think Alpha Payton will be back. I think we might be more 100, percent and I think we'll be we'll be on the winning on the winning side. Uh, I think Alvin Gentry gonna figure it out, and that's if AD still left. But we are gonna get into that. So before we get into that, before we get into that, LeBron James, the Iron Man himself, finally sustained the injury that might have him out for a few weeks. He had a groin injury. I saw the play. It was a aqua landing. Um, one of them type of things. I don't know. Some people having their speculations. What's your take on this injury of LeBron James? Um, it was diagnosed as a strain groin. We uh, ran MRI on it. Everything came back good. So it shouldn't be anything long. That keeps him out a really long time. I mean, it's definitely a significant injury still. Anything involving a growing is a significant injury. So, we're going to miss a few games. But, you know, LeBron James is made of titanium. So, we won't, we won't keep him out too long. I think uh, he'll be back maybe about four or five games stops. Okay. It will be game number two, I, I believe, I think. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, do you – so – so you don't you don't go with the whole belief that uh, it's it's because of how many miles he has is he so he didn't got so old he been playing so long and it's finally t- you know having that wear and tear like it's finally starting to show. Do you think that that has anything to do with it? Cavaliers, LeBron James jersey, and you wear your Lakers one, and then we're gonna we gonna be relax. like twins. We're gonna be like twins, bro. <laughs> Because Rondo is actually a human. 
that's made out of flesh and normal and normal uh, body parts. But you know, Rondo, he's getting up there in age, man. He has a lot of miles, a lot of deep playoff runs, runs with his team. So you know, he's played a lot of minutes in the NBA so far. So I think you have more of a case for Rich Al Rondo. I'm yeah. not hiding. Hold on, real quick, Shy. I'm not recording the podcast. You want to say something? No. You sure? No. You don't want to tell everybody Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays? No. Say Happy Holidays. No. Okay, well, get out. Close the door. Go back in the front. Okay, my bad, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, where I'm starting from? Uh, basically, the, you said, you know, Coupled with the, the LeBron James injury, it could be a little worse. Um, I don't know if you had got into the part of if they should rush LeBron back or not due to that injury. Oh, yeah. That's what we were speaking about. Um, normally, the Rondo injury wasn't a, a big deal, like too big of a deal. It didn't hurt them too much when LeBron was still playing and still active, but as you can see in that Golden State game, when LeBron went down, Rondo really took over that, right. that game. And Rondo is one of the few players in the league who can have a tremendous effect on the game without actually scoring the ball himself. You know, he gets a lot of people involved, and he makes the game easier for a lot of those players. But um, the Lakers look good in that first game without LeBron or Rondo. They just uh, they choked at the end of that game. They blew that game, and I don't really know what was the reason for that. Maybe it's due to the fact that they're inexperienced at closing games, but Alonzo uh, played really well, had a triple-double. Uh, if he didn't get the triple-double, it's because they took a rebound away from him at the, at the end of the game off the session for whatever reason. But Kuzma had 33 points. Ingram was in the 20s. He, he missed the free throw, too, that could have sent that game to overtime. Oh. But... Um, they played well. The young guys played well. I'm interested to see how they bounce back tonight, second night of a back-to-back, and see if they can put that, that traumatizing loss behind them and regroup. Yeah, hopefully so, man. Hopefully so. Uh, or they could just, you know, go ahead and get this finished with AD so he can come on over to the Lakers. Um, there you go. So um, do you think this trade with AD has to happen before the trade deadline this season? I don't think it happened before the trade deadline of this season. Just because the fact the Pelicans will have an extra year, I think he does get moved by next year's trade deadline. Although I feel like they'll get more if more value for that trade if they trade him now. With such a top two, top three player like Anthony Davis, you can't trade him a year and a half early just because you feel like you, you know, you're getting close. They're hitting the panic button, and you just got to make a desperate move like that. I think you wait it out, and you take this thing all the way down to the wire, and, and you move them before next year's deadline, because you can't just let them walk for nothing at the end of next season. Right, right. That's true. That's true. I hope we get him, bro. I hope, I hope they do it this year, because I hear a lot of people speaking on it as if... Uh, if they don't do it by this year, it opens the door for more bidders and it might not be able to happen and Magic Johnson might not be able to put it off. And then you got the KD thing and the Kawhi thing and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all this stuff. And look, I don't know what's going to happen because we don't, honestly, a lot of times some stuff is like 
wide open, plain as day. But seemed like with this NBA, as uh, uh, Jacoby says, is on on Jalen and Jacoby. This uh, pre agency, um, all this stuff that happens, you don't know exactly. You hear these rumors, and then boom, something else happens. So, um, I just hope he come to the Lakers. You know, he need to come to our squads. You know, what I'm saying. Matter of fact. I just give me an AD jersey since you got a LeBron jersey, and then we can just go like that. Uh, but actually, to move to another talent in the NBA, because you know, as we know, it seemed like in both sports, both of the main sports, NBA, NFL, the the MVP changes almost seem like every week. Like we we change the MVP, the top MVP candidate seem like every week. And you know, I guess as the NBA season plays on. Um, it'll maybe, I guess, shrink to a certain number of people, but maybe this goes to a test of what we spoke on the last time where we was like, the talent in the NBA getting so strong, you might have six or seven players that might be right there at the MVP that's fighting for that. So, um, but to, to speak on one player in particular, you got James Harden. Uh, right now he averaging 33 points, five rebounds, eight assists. Uh, shooting 44%, I think, in the last seven games. Um, he's scored 35, at least 35, in the last seven or eight games. Um, and I think the only people that's ahead of him, uh, Kobe, I think, had 13. Uh, Le- Mike had 10. LeBron had 9. I think Mike had 8. So Mike on the list twice. Kobe number 1, LeBron number 3. And he right there. So if he scored 35 tomorrow night, I think he ties Mike's first uh his first streak. So, what you think about James Harden, man? Chris Paul done went down. Uh, he's stepping up. Uh, you think he deserves to be front runner for the MVP? Um, yeah, he's definitely one of them. Uh, I think up there along with uh, Giannis. Giannis is still playing fantastic basketball. Um, Harden, what he's doing scoring basketball right now is ridiculous. You know, I actually had a chance to watch that game. He played the Lakers, and he had the 50-point triple-double. I mean, Harden is just playing lights out right now. He's in a different type of zone, and if the refs are not going to call travel on him, he's probably going to average 50 points before this season is over. Wow. to the Lakers, baby. Hey, I watched Harden, I watched a little bit of Harden last night when he played the Celtics. Because I'm a big Kyrie fan. I, I I think whenever LeBron leave and retire, if Kyrie's still playing, which he should be, I'm pro- that's probably going to be my favorite player. Uh, but Harden, in the first quarter, I think had 16. And he just was making these shots that was just like, I'm talking about daggers. I'm talking about in the first quarter, Dagger and first quarter not supposed to go together. In the first quarter, he was dropping daggers. I was like, damn. Like, because <laughs> he was covered. He was covered. And he was just making it. He even, he was even making some, you know, you know when they feeling it, when they be making these old circus shot layups. 
and he he took the ball on three defenders to the goal one time and made this kind of a floater off the backboard thing, but it kind of didn't hit the backboard right, but some kind of way still rolled in. And I was like, he just on. Like, he just on. Like, it's just one of them nights. So I think, you know, I, I kind of – I was one of the people back in, the, in in back in time when James before James Harden won the MVP. Uh, he, they giving him a sympathy MVP. Russell Westbrook, blah blah blah. Um, and James Harden talked that trash. Man, I deserve the MVP. I, I I'm the one. Blah blah blah. You know he like to he like he gonna he, he one person that's gonna toot his own horn. If anybody he not humble when it come to that. He's gonna say whatever he feel like he needs to say to make himself be more projected to be the MVP. He's going to do that. Uh, he even did it this year. You think they actually think you should be in the MVP conversation? I think I definitely think I should be in the MVP conversation. Okay, James Harden, I feel you. Well, LeBron the same way. LeBron's the same way. I heard him several times. I'm the best player in the world. So, oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. That's true. I mean, it's not like you lying, but I think this is a different era. Like, you know, People look at it differently I mentioned slightly mentioned Westbrook, and I know you got some more detailed stats on him, but he's still quietly still putting up a triple double uh, for the third year in a row, um, and he might by the end of this season have more triple doubles. Uh, he might have the most triple doubles in NBA history by the end of this season. The way he's going, he 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 just he he killing it right now. I think he like number three on the list right now behind like Jason Kidd and Oscar Robinson, and he not that far. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he he balling right now, but I know you got some interesting stats, kind of behind the numbers type things. Well, deeper into the numbers type things that you got about Russell Westbrook. Um. Well, last time I looked at it, I believe it was it was either yesterday or it was the day before yesterday. Um, and I'm actually going to verify it right now before I say it. But I think Russell Westbrook is shooting forty two percent from the field. He's shooting 23% from the three-point line, and he's shooting 64% from the free-throw line. So, yes, he is averaging a triple-double, but he is shooting terrible. Terrible. Like, he's never shot this bad. It's 24% from the three-point line. That's what oh, it is. Yeah, that is bad. It's the, it's the second worst he's ever shot. He shot 22% in his second year in the NBA. Yeah, I, that's that's not like him. I mean, he seems like he a pretty decent free throw shooter he, over the years. I don't see him being that sixty some percent. That's that is that's horrible. That's horrible for him. for him for a point guard. That's really not good. Um, well, that is, that is absolutely terrible. But his counterpart playing out out of, out of his mind right now. I think he averaging like twenty seven oh. right now. Uh, Paul George. He's more of a, of a MVP candidate too. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is at this point for me because he is really, really 
playing out his mind. I didn't think he was going to play that well this year. But it seems like him and Russell Westbrook is jailed since that trade um, last year. You know, last year was a filling out process for him, and it seems like they're jailing well now. Hey, bro. Radiation and chemotherapy. Help, help, help with a lot of cancer. That, that ain't always the best treatment. You know, I don't want to get too 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 deep into how how view things, but I would go to the Dr. CV method. I would probably go more that route. You know, try to become alkaline and rid your body of cancer. Y'all can look into that if y'all interested. But either way, either way, once you get rid of the cancer, things things on more so on the bright side. You know, uh, Westbrook and uh. And Paul George, they rung that bell. The last treatment. Once that part say you go, they rung that little bell. It's the last treatment right here. We good, baby. And for anybody that's new to the podcast, this is Elro's weekly slandering of Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> I'm, not slandering. Right I'm not slandering. I'm not slandering. I'm familiar with Elro's weekly slander segment. I'm going to get you some theme music. Every time you go into this little segment right here, I'm going to play a little song in the background. Look. No, I don't do this every week, but he, he, we did have to bring up, West, I, I had to bring up Westbrook because I thought, you know, a third year averaging triple-double, that's awesome. Uh, and, you know, it just flew, it just kind of flowed into the Paul George thing. And, you know, he, he said the whole, they gelling and this, that, and other. And it's it's just funny how they didn't gel as well last year, but they missing a piece from last year this year. And they also, all of a sudden, the gel, the glue started to, to really grasp and hold them together, and I just think it's—I just think that's pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, speaking of gel, that maybe it's getting a little old, kind of like a uh, uh, rubber cement on an old piece of mail or something, right? Uh, some type of advertisement. The Warriors—they seem to be kind of going a lot of ups and downs this season. It's not a lot of consistencies with them. Um, they saying one upside is Boogie should be playing soon. Which I don't know if that's too early, too soon. I, uh, you know, a lot of people say that's hard coming back from that injury. So he's gonna be on a limited type thing until he gets full strength and understood. That's a process. So I'm not judging on that just yet. But Draymond Green has been very inconsistent. We talked early in the season about him and him wanting to get this supermax deal, and he needed to get Defensive Player of the Year. But we could not uh, predict injury. We could not predict the shooting slump that he's been going through, and he's just been inconsistent on the floor. And I think his lack of offense is actually affecting his defense because you hear no one speaking of how great defensively he is at this moment. Um, then Clay Thompson, he's this is worst shooting he's ever done this season uh, in his in his career this season. Um, so my question for you would be: Is this by far the hardest season for Steve Kerr coaching? I don't believe so, man. Uh, last year, I think, was the toughest year to me. They, Steph Curry was out a significant amount of time last year. I'm not quite sure how many games it was, but it was a, it was a long time. And they was wondering how he was going to come back in jail. But, you know, Steph Curry came back. They were not back in slowly. I believe he missed some playoff time even last year. Mm-hmm. Well into... The second, uh, second round, and it just so happens that Golden State is that good. They're one of the teams that 
one injury doesn't affect him as much as it does other teams. You know, you can say some teams, you're only one injury away, you know, like the Lakers was a LeBron James injury away from being a, a contender or Oklahoma City is a Russell Westbrook injury away. Golden State, you can pretty much take any one guy out and they're still a contending team. They're still a deep basketball team and I think Golden State will figure it out. Right now, they just, you know, with the issues with Durant and Draymond, that seems to be behind them. That seems to be behind them now. And working Boogie back into the lineup, and they'll be fine. Golden State will be fine. They're just making things interesting. And really, the NBA should be happy that Golden State is going through these issues because that's the only reason why they keep their storylines interesting. Nobody wants to see them just dominate and win 72, 73 games like they did two seasons ago because it's no fun. There's no, it's nothing to talk about. At least with this, they're giving you something to talk about. They're making it seem like other teams have a chance. But we all know once April, May, June roll around, it's going to happen. Well, I'm just saying because I, because I am a, such a huge LeBron James fan, I want to think every negative thing I can think about them when it come up. Oh, I want to agree with every negative thing that happens. I want to think that this is showing that there's something bad going on. Because keep in mind, they did just lose to Damian Lillard and, Damian Lillard and the Blazers last night. And really, really tricky because even though Damian Lillard clearly is the face of that, that team, I don't know if C.J. McCollum get enough credit for how good he really is because that dude could ball. That little dude could ball. But anyway. Yeah, he can go. He can go. Yeah, he, he could ball. So, um, I want to think that they, you know, I want to have, because it's so, it's so little uh, chance that they lose this this year. So, I want to think that they have having problems. I want to think that KD is that sensitive to where he actually hasn't let the Draymond thing go. Or Draymond himself, as emotional as he, as he is, maybe he hasn't fully let it go. So I want to think that all this stuff is is going to affect them winning a championship. But I'm kind of still – it hasn't done, done enough for me yet for me to full-fledged agree <laughs> that they won't win a championship this year. Um, <laughs> it just haven't. Um, but – I do think we are starting to see some chinks in armor, and I think it's not because it's not because uh, they're not great, or uh, because they are too great. Uh, I just think three years doing something for three years straight at that level—that's um, a very stressful situation. That's why it has only been done twice. What twice in NBA history? The Celtics and the Lakers when um, when Shaq. No, I'm lying. The Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls did it twice. The Bulls did it twice, uh, and that had the greatest player of all time on that team. You had the Lakers um, with Shaq and Kobe. They did it, and I want to say the Celtics did the it back in. Yeah, the Celtics did it before. Who, Shaq? Shaq, the second greatest player of all time. Boy, you saying some hot stuff? Man, man, saying some hot. Boy, you got some hot takes. <laughs> That's still a hot take. You think I'm talking about Shaq? <laughs> Kobe is a hot take there. He's the second greatest player of all time. That's a hot take, too. Uh, but either way, because uh, the masses net not won't necessarily agree. Some will, some won't. You got Kobe's things, <laughs> stuff like that. But either way, uh, this it hasn't happened. 
So, um, I think it's just one of them things. It's a reason why it didn't happen. It's a reason why these things don't happen that often. It's because it's harder than than what we realize or than what those teams realize because um, you see it so rarely. And I would, for NBA, like as far as an NBA history thing, like I would love to be on a 30 for 30 or something in 30 years and uh, talk about the Warriors and how great they were and how I hated them and stuff like that. So if they win another championship, I would love to be had an opportunity to go and do something like that or just speak on it on our own stuff, whatever we doing, you know what I'm saying? So, But at the same time, I still won't see them lose. Like, and that's why, that's why I root for them. That exact point, you yelled around the head. I love to tell people, like, I witnessed history. I'm just a, a history buff when it comes to stuff like that. You know, unless I purely hate the team like New England, then I want to see history, especially when my team is not really that good. So I know I'm not a competitor. My team's not competitive. The Lakers haven't been competitive in a long time. So therefore, I was hoping to go to the state one. I want to be able to say, hey, I saw one of the best teams ever. Like, I saw them. I witnessed it. I watched them dominate. You know, I remember the headlines. I remember when this happened. I love to be that guy. So that is why I really root for Golden State to win when I see them in the final. Well, I root against them. But that's the same. I root against them for history's sake as well. When they lost, when they lost after they won seventy-three games, history. I watched that. I watched the block. I watched the Kyrie step, side step, step back, slash step back. Uh, I watched all of it. I, I seen it all. I seen. I seen when Draymond Green did whatever he did to LeBron to get a technical. I see people blaming. Te- I, we we can go on and on. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you, man. So. We'll see how this is going to play out. Um, but before we move on, again, I want to tell everybody happy holidays. And don't forget, we have a contest. We're giving away Pelicans tickets. It's going to be great. If you're one of my friends and you really love me, win the tickets so we can go. If you really are a friend, then win the tickets and give them to Shad and me so we can wear our Lakers and Cavaliers jersey to the Lakers game if we go to a Lakers game. It ain't the Lakers game, but if we go to one, you know. We can at least we can wear it to the just to the Pelicans game just because because that's we twin right there. That. Anyway, so yeah, I know. Yeah, we're yeah, not gonna get beat up because that's because we we unqualified sports and we don't get beat up. And that's just how that go. I don't know what else to say about that. So anyway, moving forward. <laughs> NFL playoffs are almost set. We got two. Well, three three games technically, but uh, four teams that are in the contention, and these games will determine if they make it. So we got the Steelers; they have to win their game, and they need a Ravens loss. The Ravens are playing the Browns. The Steelers are playing the Bengals. So um, we the Steelers nine out of ten probably gonna win their game as long as they play in. They don't make mistakes. It is a rivalry game, but the Bengals are demolished with injury. So, and their coaching really not that good. So, we'll see how that plays. But the Ravens are playing the Browns. The Browns actually have won, what, seven games, eight games, something like that. Um, They were almost in playoff contention up until, like, last week or something like that. Like, they just got out the contention technically um, just by the numbers' sake. And they're going up against a high Ravens defense. 
Um, Ravens lose, they out. The Ravens win, they in. That's the first. That's the first set of playoff stipulations. Then you got the Titans and the Colts, and we'll get to those. We'll get to them in a second. But first, Steelers. They. You think they're gonna beat the Bengals? Okay, Ravens, Browns. Who you got? Said they're more entertaining too. More entertaining to watch. Yeah. Bigger names right, and stuff right. like that. Exactly. And we're proven quarterback who I know can get it done this time of year. You know, the bright lights and twelve atmosphere won't won't um rattle him at all. Right. But I think Baltimore's gonna win, man. I do. I think Baltimore's gonna find a way to beat Cleveland. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be an ugly game, a low scoring game. I think both defenses will play well. I think it may come down to quarterback play, but I'm not sure if Lamar Jackson is going to outplay Baker Mayfield. But I think some kind of way, maybe even comes down to coaching, and I think Baltimore gets it done. It's a very, very close game over the Cleveland Browns, and Baltimore wins the AFC North and gets the playoffs. Okay, well. I'm kind of with you on the Steelers thing. Um, a part of me, I'm I'm bittersweet about this. I'm torn, kind of like how you saying. A part of me wants the Steelers to go to the playoffs, like you say, the Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, James Conner, um, Ponce, uh, all these good players. You know, you got all these players, especially on the offense. Their offensive side of the ball seems like they got to start on each level, even from the offensive line, quarterback, running back. Receiver, they they got it. Like they got it. Um But then too, I feel like I don't really care for the Steelers because how they did Le'Veon Bell. Like I ain't too too fond of how they handled that. Either either side either both sides could have handled it better, but I'ma lean more towards the player just because it's that's an institution. They trying to control how it go and the players don't have that freedom to to Get what they deserve in a lot of in a lot of cases, and I think he got mistreated. So that's neither here nor there at this point. But that's something that's kind of making me not want the Steelers to go. But I will say this about the Ravens and the Browns. I heard them having a conversation about Baker Mayfield today. Um, they he he stared at, at when he played the Bengals uh, last week. He stared at Hugh Jackson on the sideline, like kind of I guess. Uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, Baton Rouge turn. He mugged him. He, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. However, however you say it in New Orleans, I know we say mug in Baton Rouge. Somebody just sitting there staring at you. Uh, but yeah. either way, he, you know, he did that. And you know, Baker Mayfield just speaking. He said, "I'm gonna be who I am, and cause this, me being who I am, got me this far, and I'm gonna continue to be whoever I am. And as long as I'm getting better to prepare for my for for my team and be a better player every week, then that's all that matters." I personally totally agree with him. I totally agree with him. Be who you are. Don't let don't let people determine just because they're in the media. Let them determine who you should be as a person, who you should be as a player. 
As long as you're within the rights of what you're doing, you're not doing nothing illegal. You're not doing no, you're not out here harming women. You're not out here doing, you know, nothing out, out the box. And you playing good football, do what you feel like you need to do. You need to have an edge. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think, though, I say all that to say, I think his edge is going to have his mind saying, they're not going to beat us to go to the playoffs. Not the, t- the team that beat us ain't going to go to the playoffs. So I think in his mind, I think he's going to come out with a with very strong competitive spirit. I think the Browns upset the Ravens this week. Just strictly off the I, I really do. I, I think. I know the Ravens needed more, but I think the Browns still, I mean, they really won one game last year, zero games last year. They went 16-0. Oh, and 16, I mean. Yep. I think they want to finish the year strong, and I think they have been, but I don't don't think they on some, well, that's good enough. We won won eight games. I don't think seven games. I don't think that's good enough. And I think Baker Mayfield is that type of competitor, and I think – the Ravens, they signed, giving John Harbaugh extension, you know, making sure that even though Flacco helped, making sure they're naming Lamar Jackson. I'm proud of Lamar Jackson. I'm happy for Lamar Jackson. But those type of things, sometimes, and I'm not saying the NFL rig, but sometimes politics can start to play in certain stuff. And you see real fluky stuff at this time of the year. And I just wouldn't be surprised if it'd be like some crazy play happen or some crazy call happen. That either take away a touchdown or that change the complete momentum of the game, and the Browns end up slipping up and winning that game. I mean, let's. She, she, she says you didn't support black quarterbacks, dog. Let me get you picking again for another. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I first off, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I knew it. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you can tell she whatever you want because I'm actually going to speak about a black quarterback later in the show in a very positive way. So it don't matter. You can say what you want. I wasn't speaking bad about Lamar Jackson. I ever actually gave him props. But I see, I see how this goes. I see this. You see how black? See how our brothers do each other? Now we, we a team. This is, I see how we do. That's, that is what it is. Okay, so let's let's get into let's get into something that's a more personal for you, right? Titans, Colts. The Titans been on a hot streak lately. They actually figured out that they got a pretty good running back that actually could run the ball, and people don't like to tackle him, and he can run for a lot of yards if you give him the ball a lot. Um, but they did uh-huh. suffer an injury with their quarterback. The Colts are on a high streak as well. Um, I think they might have lost in the last uh-huh. four weeks. They might have only lost to Jacksonville. Um, so it's been – Yeah, so so they've they been playing well. Um, and as we know, they bust up the Cowboys. I'm going to say it before he start tooting his horn about that again. Yes, sir. Uh, so they bust up the Cowboys, you know, gave us a, 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 a egg on the, on the scoreboard. So they held us. Their defense is playing lights out right now. Um, Sunday night football, biggest game of the weekend. Yes, I know who you taking. I want to know why you taking them. Not just because they're your team. I need to know why you think that the Colts are going to win this game and go to the playoffs. Because both teams have to win and they in. So, why you got the Colts? Because I already know you're not picking the Titans. Yeah, I'm going to shock you. I'm going with the Tennessee killer and get that bullshit out of here. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts, man. But let me tell you why. I'm going to make this real as simple as I can. Andrew Luck is 10 and 0 against the Tennessee Titans. 10 and 0. That's 10 wins, zero losses. He's beaten them 10 times. And has lost to them never. <laughs> Why 
in the world would I pick Tennessee to beat Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck has these people number, man. And he's gonna go down there in Nashville and pull out a victory. It's, it's, it's that simple. I don't know if Mariota's playing or not. He's officially listed as questionable. Um, I don't know how serious the injury is. If he can't go, it'll be Blaine Gabbard. I really don't care if it's Blaine Gabbard, if it's uh, Mariota, if it's Steve McNair, if it's Warren Moon. Um, I really, it really doesn't matter to me. We're going to show up. We're going to dominate. We're going to play coach football. The way we've been playing the last nine weeks of this season, man. We're going to dominate this game and get into the playoffs. Let me tell you something I really am afraid of, though. Okay. I'm really afraid if Houston loses and we win, we win the division. Which you think I'd be happy because we're getting a home playoff game and wrong. That means we get the fourth seed and we have to play the Chargers as soon as the fifth seed. Yeah. I don't want no. I don't want no smoke with the Chargers, bro. I don't want you Not in the first round. I'd rather keep the six seed. I'd rather win, get the six seed, and go play Houston in the first round of the playoffs. I much rather that scenario. So I'm actually rooting for Houston to win Sunday because I don't want the fourth seed. I do not want to win the division, and that's where my mind is right now as far as the playoff scenario. And what, Houston played the Jags this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I honestly, I don't want to just pick against them because that's your team. Um, I think, though, I, I, now I will say this. I do think it's going to be a hell of a game, though. I think they play a lot of ball control. They play good, pretty good defense. Tennessee, that is. Because uh, I already spoke on the coast, and they they, they, te- they defense hot right now. And they really good at it's stopping the rush. Excuse me. They really good at stopping the run. So, Derrick Henry came on as of late. Derrick Henry might be in the top ten in touchdowns now as a running back. Might be in the top five after the last two, three weeks of play. Uh, I want to say in the last two games, I think he got six touchdowns. Um, so, he might be. If he does have six touchdowns in the last five games, not to cut you with him. But if he does, then you're right. He is in the top five. Because our running back has eight touchdowns, and he's in the top ten. He's okay. tied for, like, or something like that. So, right. So you're, you're absolutely right about Derrick Henry. Yeah, so Derrick Henry all of a sudden has become one of the top running backs in the league by touchdown, at least, uh, just in two games, two yeah. games. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny to me that they waited so late to use him. I don't know if this like one of them X-Factor things or one of them light bulbs pop on in their head and they're like, oh, we actually might could use this dude instead of the small guy. Who they got? Deion Lewis. Instead of using yeah. the small guy between the tackles, how about we use the guy that looks like he should run between the tackles? Between the tackles. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I think that they could give y'all a good game. They they that type of team. Just like the year, I want to say that was either last year. Last year, they, last year the Titans made the playoffs. And they played the Patriots no, in the first round. Yeah, no, no. I think so. They played the Patriots in the second round. Remember, they upset somebody in the first round, and then they played the Patriots in the second round. In the first half of the game, yeah, you thought right. you yeah, thought the Titans right. was going to be like, oh, snap, they actually giving the yeah. Patriots a game. And then the Patriots just uh-huh. – yeah, and then they just did what they do. And they they just, for the Patriots. Yeah. Um, so, if they could play – and they got a different – they got a different quarterback. They got a different uh, coach. 
Uh, I know Andrew Luck 10 and 0 against them. I understood your point, and that's very valid. But you can't win them all. And not saying that this is going to be the year, but it could be. Um, I still can't go against the Colts. I personally rather see the Colts in the playoffs. I hate watching Tennessee play football. Tennessee playing football is how a lot of people feel about the Spurs. And it's not because I think I dislike watching Tennessee because they not just because they just boring, but they just not good enough. They not entertaining. Like nothing about them is entertaining. They're not even really that good to me. Um, but yeah. they they shot they the, they the type of team that could mess around and beat you beat a team any week because they equipped with everything. They just don't know how to put it together every week. Um, but you know we'll see how that that turns out. Um, those are the. Well, I, I like I said, I, I'm not. I'm I'm going with the Colts. I, I am gonna go with the Colts. I think the Colts are gonna gonna go there and they're gonna upset them. I just don't have that faith in Tennessee like that. Mark Marcus Mariota never showed me anything. Blaine Gabbert never. Sh- what he played for like Missouri or something in college? I forgot who he played for, but he ain't show. He he wasn't that great to me in college. Yeah, he he wasn't that great to me in college. So, I. You know, he's been moved from team to team to team. Matt, keep in mind, it's the same dude that took Kaepernick's place. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't really have too much to, too much thought or too much good to say about that team and be like, yeah, they can win that game. I don't think they can overcome the Colts. I just I just don't think they can. Um, I know – one more thing to mention before you before you leave off that subject. Um, I bet. Oh yeah, what about? You know, if we both miss Sunday, it, it ends in a tie, and you know, so nobody wins. But I do think it, somebody's gonna lose. I feel bad if I win this bet because of y'all deciding to to rest players. Rest y'all players. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well, this is the funny thing. And actually, that's exactly why I was about to go. So I'm glad you did that because a perfect segue. You got a couple teams. I've only been hearing about a couple teams talking about resting their players. Some players, like big-name players, like you say, Ty Girl and stuff like that, they sitting out because they're dealing with injuries and stuff like that. But the two teams that I'm hearing are in the NFC, and that's the Saints and the Cowboys. Um, do you think teams, these two teams in particular, since these are the only two that are being discussed right now, do you think that these two teams should rest their players? If so, why? If not, why? Um, I think it's more important that the Saints rest their players, especially when you're dealing with somebody like Drew Brees, who isn't necessarily a guy that needs to keep playing the same rhythm. I mean, Drew Brees is one of those guys that, you know, he can wake up and go a slant route on the money. He'll probably have, have sleep. But... Right. When I, I think when it comes to young guys, like maybe Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, who's only been there half the season, or well, a little over half the season, you know, you want, I think you should keep those guys in rhythm. I can even see you resting maybe deep, you know, because of how physical the running back position is. And if you don't have to have him take a pound, then, then he doesn't need to. But I do think it's more important for Dallas to keep playing and staying in rhythm than it is for somebody, a team that's as experienced as the Saints are. Right, right. I agree. I, I honestly, I, I totally agree. Uh, I think, 
I think the Saints could could take a break. They they got they got a lot of experience. They got they got experience in the right places. I'm gonna say it like that, because some of their players are still young. Kamara is a second year player. Michael Thompson, Michael Thomas is a third, fourth year player. I mean, so you but you got Drew Brees, you got Sean Payton. Even though uh, Cam Jordan never been to a Super Bowl, he's an experienced player. He's he's been through playoffs. He he understands things. Um, uh, as far as how to you know stay prepared and stuff like that, and actually he's been healthy this whole season. I know a couple seasons ago he was he'll deal with injuries here and there and stuff like that. So you got a lot of these players who could sit down and and rest because they're in that position where they can. As far as the Cowboys go, uh, I know Zeke and Dak want to play. I per and then you got like um, the lineman. Uh, oh, I'm so mad. I'm having a brain fart right now. Uh, our left tackle. I can't. I'm so. I'm so mad. I can't think of his name right now. But he he dealing with a lot. Smith. With huh? Smith. Is it Smith? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So he um, you know, he dealing with his injury. He deal with injuries all year. They even put a a knee brace on this man elbow because <laughs> his arm's so big. <laughs> what? They got a knee brace on his elbow because his arm's so big. Uh. But anyway, that just go to show you how, how massive of a man this is. Like this dude like six foot six, six foot seven, three hundred and twenty, three hundred and thirty pounds, straight athlete. You know what I'm saying? So he a huge guy or whatever. But either way, um certain players I think should rest. Like I agree with you, Zeke should rest. Our left tackle should rest. Dak maybe a few series, uh, just so he can get some rhythm with the first with the first teamers and then let them sit. Uh, you don't have nothing to prove against the Giants. Uh, the Giants don't even have OBJ, um, and the Giants figure out ways to lose. And honestly, the Giants might want to lose this game. That's another thing too. The Giants might want to lose so they can have a better draft pick. Um, so. Hey man, let me tell you though, we played them Giants last week. Oh, they gave y'all a game. When I tell you, when I tell you, we didn't leave that game. We never had a lead in that game until maybe like a minute was left on the clock. But that that that's 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 what I'm saying. I don't. They figure out ways to lose. We might beat them with our second string. Uh, not saying that they that garbage, but I just don't. I just don't think they together. I think Saquon is clearly great. Um, at this moment of his career, this rookie year, he's had a great rookie season. Um, but that's about it. You don't have no OBJ. Sterling Shepard might do okay. Um, you know, you never know. He had a good game against y'all, but. That don't mean he's going to have a good game every week. You know what I'm saying? No. Um, I just don't see it. I just don't see it, man. And that's another reason why it's hard for me to pick against the Colts because they were down big in that game. They came back, didn't kick a field goal, four straight touchdowns to win the game. Um, you, you can't – You can't. You, it's hard to go against something like that when you can overcome adversity like that. That's momentum building. That's confidence. So – um, I don't. That's why. That's another reason I just can't pick the Titans over them because I just don't see it happening. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it play out. Um, but to kind of top off everything with this NFL thing, because we kind of got an idea of who will and won't make the playoffs. Who is your most dangerous pick? NFC most dangerous pick. AFC go. My most dangerous team. You mean out of a wild card team or just a team, period? 
I think just generally, because I mean, I think we might both have different choices on who we think gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Might, might. But I think that the more the favorite team to win the Super Bowl right now is the Saints. So if if you could pick any other team outside the Saints, because any other everybody's saying the Saints gonna win the Super Bowl. If the Saints make it to the Super Bowl, they're probably gonna be favorited. So who you think is the most dangerous team to upset the Saints, either in the NFC or to upset whoever you think the top seed is in the AFC? Because uh, I, I don't consider them more dangerous because they already known. They're not dangerous. They they known what they're going to bring to the table. The other teams, I think, are more dangerous. So who would you say? Um, my most okay. dangerous team in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. That offense is really, really scary. Patrick Mahomes is really, really scary. If defense isn't good at all, we know this. If they're going to win, it's going to be a shootout. But that offense is equipped to have a shootout on any given Sunday. And they just might win it. I don't think they're the most complete team in the AFC. That would probably be the Los Angeles Chargers. But as far as just a scary, dangerous team on any given Sunday can really win a game, I'm going Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. In the NFC, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think they're well-rounded. Now that they're finally healthy, they haven't been healthy really all season, but I think this is the healthiest they ever been, and it's coming at a good time. I think Ty Gurley is probably on defense. I think he can go if this was the playoffs. I know he has a little injury and he's not playing. He didn't play last week and he's not playing this week. Right. But I think if this was the playoffs, he could go. And as long as he's fired, that team with Aaron Donald and what he's doing and Dominican too, uh, the secondary the secondary is finally healthy again with uh, Marcus Peters and Chris Khalid. I think they're the scariest team to me in the NFC. Although the Bears is a close second. Okay. Uh, before I forget, I just thought about it. I want to shout out uh, Victor. He was our winner, our champion of our uh, Roses Home Charity League in a fantasy football charity league. Uh, so shout out to Victor. Uh, congratulations for winning, man. We also appreciate man. your support, and we appreciate everybody's support. Um, thank y'all so much again for helping out. Uh, this is something that we thank plan you, on doing you. every year. So um, thank you again, and congratulations again. Now to get back to. The most dangerous teams, AFC. Depending on who get in, if the Ravens get in, honestly, it's going to be out of it. To me, my most dangerous team in the AFC is either the Ravens or the Steelers. And the only reason I'm saying that, one, the Ravens have the defense that could stop just about everybody in the AFC. They could, they could mm-hmm. figure out a way to stop just about everybody in the AFC. And the Steelers, if they get in, their defense been clicking a little bit better lately, but the offense is just superb. They've been missing James Conner. Uh, I think it was Samuel. Samuel stepped in and did a pretty good job. Um, neither one of them, Le'Veon Bell, but they clearly have a good system where a running back could thrive in it. I mean, it clearly is. There's three running backs that came in and put up great numbers in whatever game that they played for the most part. Um, so they have a great system. I think that they could shock people, but those two are, you know, think. But I'm be honest, bro. The Colts the most dangerous team in the AFC. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it. G. I, I'm being, and I'm just, I'm being, all the way objective because 
You got. I know that hurts you to say that. That hurts you to say that. No, it don't. It, it look. I don't have nothing against the coach other than the fact that you like him. I, other than that, I ain't never had no reason to dislike the coach. So, other than the fact you like him, I don't have no reason to dislike him. But uh, anyway, Andrew Luck is a top tier quarterback. Call it what it is. He should be in the MVP conversation. Even though he can't win it, he should be discussed in it because the man went on a roll like no other this season. Period. Period. So I, I ain't nothing else to say about that. And and he battle-tested. He know how to come back. They defense playing. They defense clicking right now. If they win this game against these Titans, AFC better watch out. You, It's not no guaranteed W against them. Period. I don't care who it is they playing. They can play the Chiefs. They can play the Chargers. It ain't guaranteed, not to me. Um, but and that ain't that ain't just to toot your team up. I'm just being honest. I think they could beat oh, any man, team. My, my eyes watering up over oh, here, man. Go. All right, anyway, bro. Hey, bro so, this, this is emotional podcast, man. Hey, this man oh, goes, man. bro. This man here crazy. So that's my that's my AFC side. NFC. Um, most people probably say I'll say the Cowboys, and don't get don't get it twisted. I think the Cowboys are a dangerous team. I also think the Cowboys are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Just because, just depending on who they play. We discussed this before. Yeah. I said if Minnesota make the playoffs, then uh, I want us to play Minnesota. If Minnesota don't make the, I mean, uh, if the C, you know, if it's out of Minnesota and the Seahawks, I would rather play Minnesota. Uh-huh. Then, like you say, close second would be Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears literally can go anywhere. And beat anybody because they defense travels. They got one of the best defensive players in the league. They have a good running game. They got a two-headed monster with the running game. They got a short, swifty, little kind of scat back type, catch the ball out the backfield, take it 80 yards on you. Or you got a, a bruiser with uh with Howard. Uh he can catch the ball out the backfield as well. So you got you got two real good threats at, at the at the running back. You got a pretty decent number one receiver. They they ain't really big in the passing, and that kind of that's what kind of take them a, a little out of it for me. They can't win a Super Bowl, but I can't go with the Bears. My team is because he's specialist, and this ain't I ain't picking this team because you what you said about black quarterbacks. I'm picking this team because this is what I think: the Seahawks. The Seahawks not only have a solid defense, they have a great, they have the best running game in the league. Period. They think they run, they averaging the ball, average rushing yards might be 150 and above per game. They balling right now on the running side of the ball. And they got Russell Wilson. Who is the Steph Curry of the NFL at quarterback? I don't care what nobody oh says. He's the Steph Curry. And the reason I'm saying that, and it's the, the reason that I'm saying that is because, one, he's very smart. He does things outside of what you think that look right, but it works. Like, Steph Curry take wild shots, and you be like, nah. And then it be like, ah, oh. Like, damn, he actually made it. Same thing with when I know I ain't the only person that think this. When Russell Wilson throws the ball straight up into the air, like he's shooting a rainbow three-pointer, down the field on a long pass, and that thing dropped right in your hands, and they actually did. And they did this thing where they were saying how he throws the ball up like that so the ball can drop straight into the receiver's hands because it gives the receiver an advantage because it's not coming – straight in at a diagonal, it's coming more straight down. So the defender can't defend it as well as if it was yeah. a straighter pass. Blew my mind. I was like, man, that's like Steph Curry shooting the ball at a higher angle to make his threes more 
because it, it winds the it winds the rim when you shoot higher. I didn't know this until Steph Curry started shooting threes at this unre- unbelievable rate. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, especially as a black quarterback. We have never seen a black quarterback this intelligent of a quarterback. On the, we haven't seen it other than maybe Warren Moon or somebody like yeah, that. Well, I was other than maybe Warren Moon, because Warren Moon is probably one of the greatest black quarterbacks of all time, if not the He's best greatest. quarterback, a black black quarterback of all time. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson probably gonna be better than him at by the end of his career. Not statistically, just better player. When you watched it, you just knew it. You just know it. He's smart. He know how to lay down. He he know how to run. He, the dude, just amazing, bro. He make play. He makes. Plays. He literally carried that team last year. He gonna carry them this year, and I don't want to play this man in the playoff. I don't. If they go to the Saints and play, they could beat him. If they go to the Rams, they could beat him. If they go anywhere, they can win. They could win. So my two teams, my two dangerous teams. I said a lot, but my two dangerous teams are the Colts on the AFC and the Seahawks in the NFC. And if they end up both of them teams make it to the Super Bowl, I don't know who gonna win. I don't know. And I ain't picking. I ain't picking no team. Well, I have to. That's crazy that you pick two wild cards, dude. That's crazy. And and look. Hey, that's what I'm saying. But you know what though? Just because you're a cost fan, I would pick the Seahawks. Um, so <laughs> so <laughs> so I have to say that because I said I wasn't picking, but that's a lie, and I don't want to lie to the people. So I expect nothing different from you. I, I I wouldn't expect you to expect anything different from me. Uh, but but again, <laughs> but again, people, like I said, and I, I I have to make sure I keep putting this out there. Pelicans ticket contest details coming soon. Make sure y'all stay yeah. tuned. Make sure y'all listening in. Make sure y'all doing everything. We actually gonna have when the new year hits. We're gonna have a, a a list of things that we need y'all to do to qualify to get these tickets. So just be prepared. Make sure y'all listening to the shows and all that good stuff. We're getting into our last topic of the night. We got the college football playoffs. It wouldn't be right if we didn't discuss this before the games actually happen this weekend. Come well, this this week coming up, uh, New Year's. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. So we got Bama versus Oklahoma. You got a Bama player that spoke. He was getting interviewed. He spoke on Kyler Murray. His name is Quentin Williams. And uh, he went to speak on, they asked him about Kyler Murray, and he was about to say that Kyler Murray ain't all that he cracked up to be, but you can almost hear him say it in whatever his term, his verbiage of that is, or however he would have put it. And then he cut himself off. It was almost like uh, uh, Nick Saban gave him that daddy, that daddy stare, like, watch your mouth, you know what I'm saying? And... Uh, so, you know, they've been they've been hyping Kyler Murray up. He the Heisman winner and stuff like that. Um, we both clearly going to pick Bama in this game. Um, do you think Kyler Murray has more to prove now? Um, you know, the stakes is already as high as it's going to get. I don't think he has to prove anything. He has the Heisman trophy case. Uh, I think his name is Quinnen. Quinnen, yeah, Quinnen. I, I don't know if I said it yeah. right. I tried to say that, though. That's what I tried to say, if I didn't oh, say okay, it. okay, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if, if, if Quinnen, um, you know, if he if he wants to downplay how great Kyler Murray has been this season, he can just take a look in his trophy case, and I'm sure that'll make up for it. But I wouldn't want to give a guy that's been playing the way he's been playing this season any more motivation, which I probably think that's what he did. 
But as far as having to prove anything, no, I think Kyler Murray's fine. If you go out there and play his game, his team will be fine. I don't think they're going to win anyway, so it's not like right. if anything change the outcome of the game. Yeah. But what I can change, though, and one thing to watch, Alabama in recent years, when they have lost, a few times they have lost in recent years, it has been some mobile quarterbacks. Yep. Quarterbacks that can move. Spread offense, too. Johnny Manziel gave them trouble. You know, Deshaun Watson gave them trouble. So, you know, that's the thing to keep an eye on. I do think Alabama still wins this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Murray had the ability to just make an upset happen some kind of way. Right, right. Well, side note real quick, because uh, I just thought about it, and this shout-out to she, um, but she spoke about Deshaun Watson. Me and him was talking about it on the phone the other day, and it was the game. Who did, who did, who did the Texans just lose to? Um, man, that was a hell of a game. Deshaun- oh, the Texans lost to... The Eagles. the Eagles, bro. Deshaun, like she she said this. Jalen Ramsey might have had one right. Deshaun Watson might be a future MVP. He balled out this last weekend. My God, that ball was throwing bombs. He was running touchdown. He, hey, he that dude the truth. But I agree. Uh, Oklahoma might get him some fits, spread offenses, running quarterbacks. Uh, that does give. That speed, it changes that defense um, up a little bit. I think they can handle it. I think Nick Saban is good at adjusting. And once you give him so much time to 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 prepare for you, it's really hard to beat that dude. Um, I agree. I, I, agree. I can see him losing a national championship. Not this year or anything. I'm just saying, like, we've seen him lose a national championship. It's really hard for me to think he's going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like, yeah. he got too much time. To, to figure out everything that's weak about you. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't see that happening. But I do think Kyler Murray plays well. I think Kyler Murray going to have a good game. I just don't think he's going to come out victorious. Um, but I think he's going to go out with a bang. I think he's going to play I think he gonna play ball. And I think he's going to bring it. Um, and I think that's what he's supposed to do. You win the Heisman, you don't need to go and get shut down. You need to show up. Um, so, so I, I hope hopefully he does. Quentin Williams, that was a great sound bite, brother. Uh Keep up the good work, uh, and make sure you listen to your Paul here, because your Paul, your Paul told you what not to say before you said what you said and what you wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to say. So either way, then you got Clemson, you got Notre Dame. Now the interesting thing about this Clemson Notre Dame game is three Clemson players failed drug tests: uh, Brandon Galloway, uh, notably Dexter Lawrence, and Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to mess up his last name. I think it's Gia or something like that. I don't want to say it wrong. I, I apologize if I pronounced it wrong. They said they found they found osterin in their uh, urine, and I mean the players are saying it could come from like hair gel, some type of hair product, a cream they put on, uh, a protein, something they might have ordered offline and they just didn't realize what it might have had in it or whatever. Dabo Sweeney coming out saying that. He know his. This is a mistake, and it was just something that they did on mistake. They didn't know what was in something, and he blah blah blah. And he doing the right thing. He backing his players right for the national championship. The only thing is they suspended, 
and they not playing yep. Saturday or Sunday, whatever day they play. They not playing in this game. So tomorrow, yeah, Saturday. So they not gonna play in this game. Period. Um, so it won't it won't matter in if they were right or wrong in this failed drug test at this moment. It will be corrected after this game, if anything. Um, do you think this could potentially give Notre Dame the advantage? Um, I do. I do think this this tips the scale in their favor. You know, I do. The loss of Dexter Lawrence, man, we're talking about a first round draft pick here. You know, a guy that's real dominant on the defensive line, and I think they really rely on him week in and week out to control the line of scrimmage. And that's yeah. a big part of Clemson's defense. I know they have a couple other guys on the defensive line that, that's really good. And I'm sure they'll be fine, but that's a big blow. That is a big blow. I'm still predicting Clemson to win, but I do think the loss of Dexter Lawrence is a big loss, especially if you can't go for the national championship game, if potentially there is a national championship game for Clemson. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree, man. Uh, I, I personally, though, I, I kind of spewed my, my feelings about Notre Dame, I think, in the last episode. Um, I, I don't really, I, I just don't, I don't, I, I just think they, 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 they just a hype. They just a hype thing. Like, they there, and, you know, much respect to them. They made it to the playoffs. Um, I don't want to see them play in the next game. I don't care who they play. I don't want to see them play in the next game. I really don't want to see Clemson playing in the next game because I haven't really watched them all year. And I, I just don't know how well they're going to compete against Alabama. They normally do compete well, so you can look forward to that. But they might not compete well this year. Clemson almost lost a couple like games to like people like like Syracuse almost beat Clemson this year. Like, like, I mean, you had teams that gave Clemson, like, a run for their money, and it's like, they shouldn't have. Um, you know, when you think of it, relatively speaking, they shouldn't even compete, but they they did. And uh, honestly, I just feel like the Alabama-Oklahoma uh, game is probably going to be the game of the playoffs. Um, but uh, I think Clemson losing these players, they got, I mean, they recruit very well. I think they're going to better plug in a player that's probably – gonna be the the first round draft pick the next season uh you know that we're gonna be talking about that plays on the Clemson defensive line so um yeah. that's how equipped they are I think they just gonna outman Notre Dame uh, I just think they got more talent I think on defense they're gonna dominate I think it's gonna affect it early on but um as 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 much as we don't talk about Dabo Sweeney and his effectiveness at making adjustments he clearly um does a pretty good job at that if he's won a national championship you can't go without making adjustments or be good at making adjustments and win a national championship so uh with that being said um i think he figures i think the first half might be a little close second half you can you can you can you can stick and fuck and uh know the dang coach they done I don't, I don't see. I don't see nothing coming out of that. I don't. I don't see them. I don't see them out adjusting Clemson, and that's if Clemson just don't come out and jump on them. Uh, so, I, I that's that's what I got, man. I, I I can't wait. I can't wait. I love watching uh the playoffs. I, I look for that's probably like the highlight of my uh, college football season. Um, 
yeah. just this time of year, it's just that good football, um, you know, atmosphere and stuff like that. Like, I look forward to it. So, you know, we see how, we'll see how that plays out, man. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, hopefully, hopefully Clemson and, and Bama go to the championship again. I mean, what else does Nick? What else is Nick Saban gonna have to prove if he win another national championship? I, I just don't get it. Cause Bear Bryant got a national greatest, championship. he's the greatest college football coach of all time. I'm not getting into that with you, I'm not doing that. I will say this though. He is. He I'm is. But I will that. say this though. I heard this. And I'm just gonna throw this out there because I heard it. I don't know how real it could be. I heard somebody speculate about it. They was talking about the new coach, who could potentially be the new coach of the Green Bay Packers. And they said Nick Saban, which I think would be wild. I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers is going to be having a, a daddy at work, but uh, we'll see if that happens. I just don't see Nick Saban. I think he's too old to leave and go coach in the NFL. Even though he don't look 70-something years old, he's 70-something years old. So yeah. I'm saying? Well, definitely a possibility. <laughs> so... Um, but we'll see how it all plays out, man. Um, that basically gonna wrap up our show. Uh, anything else you wanna leave the people with, Shy, before we go? Um, not much, man. Thanks for the support. We appreciate everything. We got big things coming in 2019. I know a lot of people say that, and you know, never really changed much. But I promise you, we're gonna deliver a lot of big things. Starting with this Pelican giveaway, man. Yep, starting with that, and again. Uh, we we not gonna miss this one. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, make sure you bring in this new year with a lot of love, a lot of prosperity, and a lot of comfort and peace. Peace is essential to your health. Please figure out how to get it, and you pray for it in 2019, cause that's gonna make your year a lot better if you have less stress and more peace. Um, and that's all I gotta say. Y'all be blessed.